Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast NFL Week 8 edition. This is our main podcast, uh, so we will be talking about our picks, we'll be talking a little bit of NFL news, and then we will be doing a, a, a light preview of the 49ers and the Bears uh, this Sunday. Thank God it's finally back to a noon game. Um, <laughs> they're at home, so you know, hopefully it's you know not not terrible weather like it was this entire week. So, uh, Frank, let's go ahead and get into it here. Um, you know, as we, on Monday, when we heard the news about Matt Nagy doing his press conference via Zoom, um, there was there was speculation that maybe it was just because a lot of the reporters were still in Tampa mm. due to the weather. Uh, but unfortunately for Matt Nagy, it turned out that he actually tested positive for COVID. Um, now, what I do want to say real quick is to anyone who is like happy that Matt Nagy got COVID, cut it, cut it the fuck out. All right. This is the global pandemic that has killed millions of people at this point. So like cut it the fuck out. Um, you know, we, we do hope he's okay, but you know, that being said, we want to take, we want to look at it from the bears perspective. Frank, get that smug smile off. All right. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I know he's vaccinated. I've never rooted for the 5% before. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to say something, I, but I, I want, that's why I wanted to start it off on that note. Um, so, I'm kidding. You know. I did. I was still very upset about Sunday. And in group yeah, it chats, it was like the we, worst time in, to in, announce. In, in, in group chats in which we joke very darkly. Let's just say, I, if those get released, I will be canceled. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that you don't admit. That's that's the part where you just let it let it yeah. go. But uh, no, I, in in all honesty, I know you know it was it was a rough day to admit you know to announce that that he had COVID. It was also not the best look that your head coach of a of a franchise that's worth that's valued at four point eight billion dollars your head coach is announcing his covid from his car where the wi-fi signal keeps cutting out and the zoom press conference he's doing is just unlistenable because you yeah, can't yeah. hear what he's saying that's just not it's just not the best look that being said frank that naggy covid positive obviously it started with i believe it started with damian williams i'm not saying that he was the cause of it but i think you can probably infer that you know, him being unvaccinated and testing positive for COVID last week probably had something to do with certain guys getting it. Uh, there are two questions I want to pose to you. Um, number one, I'm going to start with this one because this was unexpected for you. I, I did not preview this with Frank at all. How concerned are you that the head coach who talks to everybody tested positive for COVID? How much do you think that could in infect certain players and maybe, you know, because, I mean, you think about how much time he spends with the quarterbacks alone. And yeah, then you think yeah. about, you know, coaches, things like that. So are you concerned that there may be some other, you know, names that pop up that test positive for COVID before Sunday's game? Yeah, there, there's a little cause for concern there. I'm not as concerned because we were at one point, I don't know, like they sort of stopped reporting what the numbers were because the overall number got really high in the NFL. But the Bears were like 95%. Vax at one point. I know like some of the, like it, it was speculated that Allen Robinson maybe wouldn't. I don't know if that had changed because he would still, he still had to wear a mask at the people were trying to put together pieces. No one knew what was true or what was not, but 
with our number being pretty high, I'm not as concerned, but to those who are still unvaccinated, obviously, you know, you're still concerned about it. Just like you said, he talks to, he's that coach. He talks, he's in every single room. Um, so I, I also am not familiar with the, the exact testing policy. So if they like, if he just tested positive, like, do they test right after the game or was it the day before the game and the results come back sort of day of? So I guess it's sort of like when, when did he have it? And when, you know, when was he in the room with a lot of these guys? Cause like, even if you have it and you're outdoors, like if you're, you know, you're playing football outdoor, the chances of you giving it to someone else is significantly lower than indoors. Like if he has it Thursday night and everyone's in a fucking big meeting, he's going to give it to somebody because you're inside, you're in a classroom setting or whatever. Um, So hopefully, you know, the, the positive uh, symptoms or, or, or just him carrying the virus like occurred when, when he was outside. But ultimately I, I, I'm not too worried about it. What about you? Are you, that's a good question. I didn't think, I didn't think of that. Yeah, uh, I'm a little concerned, honestly, uh, just for the sake of the quarterbacks. Obviously, that's a pretty important position for, you know, what happens if one or two of them get get COVID. Like that's that's a little bit of that's a little concerning. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't seen it's it's, you know, peek beyond the curtain. It's Tuesday night. We haven't seen uh, news of anyone else testing positive, which I think is a great sign. Um, You know, maybe that means that, you know, I'm sure. You know, I know they went into enhanced protocols, so no matter your vaccination status, you are, you know, testing every single day, which, you know, it's just unfortunate for the people who did get vaccinated that they now have to suffer along with everyone else because decisions that, or I should say lack of decisions that people decided to make, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I just hope it doesn't impact the team's ability to win football games when it's seeming to start starting to matter when your team's on this losing streak and you really kind of need to get things together, Frank, because uh, time's time's running out for the season there. You know, like I said, in our fantasy ep- episode, go go ahead and watch that real quick after when you, you know, when you're done watching this. Um, this we're almost at the halfway point of the season. Like there, there is no time to lose guys to COVID that that cannot happen in a season where your head coach is assumedly fighting to keep his job. So, uh, yes, I'm a little concerned that there will be some more names that that come out. We've already seen it happen with the Packers, Devontae Adams, you know, testing positive. And then, uh, what, just today we found out that uh, Alan that Lazard, L- as, well. Lazard is, 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 as well. So, like, you see how there's just because it's not today doesn't mean that it won't be tomorrow, right? So, a yep. um, yep. little concern there. Um, that being said, the second question I have for you, is Chris Tabor, special teams coordinator, uh, named the the head coach, or, or excuse me, in charge of, of head coaching duties. While if you know while Matt Nagy's out, if he misses the game, that's kind of the structure they're going with. A uh, little surprised that they didn't, you know, not Bill Lazor, not Tom Herman, not guys that have, um, you know, even even uh, the their the assistant defensive coordinator Mike Pettin, who has head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any of those guys. It was their special teams coordinator, Chris Tabor, who got that, got that call. I thought that was kind of interesting. What do you make of the structure? Do you think that this is kind of maybe a preview of what we may see if the bears do decide to relieve Matt Nagy of his head coaching duties before the season is over? Um, I wasn't surprised this go around because he was a Nagy was a close contact to someone with COVID um, during uh, it wasn't the preseason. I think it was training camp and, they immediately named Chris Tabor the the interim 
uh, to take over practice for a few days. It may even been a full week. So I figured if that happened again, he would be the one to take over. So it's clear that that's just sort of the their organizational chart with the coaches. Um, but, I mean, you know, we sort of talk a little bit about this offline. The Bears historically have never fired a coach midseason. Um, but with everyone calling for Matt Nagy's head, this is sort of an audition as to this is what it can look like for the rest of the year without Matt Nagy. Like if they go in there and, you know, all of a sudden the defense is humming again because they haven't looked great, you know, in a, in a little bit. They, they haven't looked bad either, but his offense maybe puts up 30 points. I, there, there's, a, there's a real shot, I think. So we're, we're in a pretty unique situation, and we have been for the last, you know, two years now. But in terms of, like, historically the Bears not doing something, this sort of gives you an audition that you usually don't have. Coaches just don't miss weeks unless it's, like, a severe health injury. Like, pre, I'm talking pre-COVID. Like, we've seen coaches yeah. have heart attacks and things, and then they have to miss some time. Um, but it's like, yeah, I mean, th- this is it, – it, it came – and and I say this in hopes and and that it's very mild or like just asymptomatic, but it, it came at a pretty good time organizationally because it's like, hey, we get to see what it looks like for a week without him. Let's see if if what it will look like if we would fire him in the middle of the year. So if they look good, if they go in there and beat San Francisco, I'm giving it like a, a 65% shot that Nagy that they show Nagy the door. What about you? Do you feel the same way? I actually feel uh the opposite. Almost not the not the complete opposite, but I think there would be something poetic about seeing Matt Nagy go up against Kyle Shanahan and Shanahan's team just whooping his ass in terms of at least on the offensive side, because you get two quote unquote offensive geniuses. They were hired to be offensive geniuses. One, I think, is well, I'm not even going to say think. He he has proved it. He went to a Super Bowl. Like, they – Kyle Shannon had been to a Super Bowl. Um, well, Matt twice. Nagy, once as a coordinator and once as a head coach. Once as a coordinator, once as a head coach. Matt Nagy has not won a playoff game. Like, I, I think right there that's a perfect example. And if Kyle Shanahan did just – let's just say he put up, like, a 30 spot on Matt Nagy while, again, his offense struggles to get a first down – I think that's it, right? Like, I think that would be enough to do it at home, you know, after already in the midst of a losing streak. Like, Matt Nagy was already talking about it again, where he's saying, you know, oh, we've been through this before. You know, we've been through losing streaks. We come together. This is when we come together. It's like, man, motherfucker, you should not need to come together. Like, losing streaks should not be that. That should not be the cause of it, all right? The the guy drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. That being said... I do think this is a nice little preview because, um, I mean, if Matt Nagy does miss the game, Bill Lazor has complete control of the offense. It's not it's none of this. Oh, well, everything goes through me. No, no, no. Yeah. Bill Lazor is the one calling every single play. And if that offense puts up points without Matt Nagy's checking off plays, things like that. I don't know, Frank, that I think I agree with you. I think that could yeah. that could spell it. That could spell it out. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, and and you know we said pretty much all we had to say when it came to uh, the Bears getting the shit kicked out of them by the Bucks. So if you want to know our our thoughts there, head over to the immediate reaction pod, and you'll kind of get that. I, there's really nothing more to be said. The only thing that I wanted to say, Jack, before we get into the weekly picks, unless you have something to say before we get there, or like want to respond to what I'm saying, 
I have found it asinine that I'm seeing people on Twitter, people on Reddit, people on Facebook who have completely given up on Justin Fields. And forget forget the context of, and I'm going to give the context, but I'm saying just forget about it after I tell you it. You know what I'm talking to the listeners. This kid had no first-team reps until preparing for week three against one of the best defenses in the league, one of the best pass rushes in the league. So he, had, he was not on the same page. He's building, like, real-time chemistry with people. Um, he has one of the worst play callers in the league that refused to give up his play calling duties, and he, and he still refused to, like, not have a hand in what's happening in his offense. So his fingerprints are still there. Uh, the offensive line is atrocious. They refuse to give him any sort of, you know, max protect for any. I mean, Lachavius Murray is out there on an island against Jason Pierre-Paul just getting eaten alive. And it's like nothingness. Um, and people are like, yup, this kid just doesn't have it. Like, it, it, this is maybe this is why he slipped down the board. And the thing is, is like, maybe he won't be a good quarterback. Nothing that I'm seeing in these first five starts is telling me he's going to be good or bad. That's crazy to me that people are just coming to these conclusions. But I wanted to offer, without all of that context, because there's been a lot of goods as well. We touched on the goods, the ball placement. He, the, 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 he's starting to speed up a little bit more. He can read defenses. That's very clear. He understands the plays. He understands where players are supposed to be. Um, the, the, the one thing, the one big knock right now on Justin Fields, a legitimate knock, I think, is that the game is just too fast for him right now. And you can see that it's it, it, it's taken him a little bit to go through his progressions, but he is going through the progressions. He's reading defenses. Um, he just has to speed it up a tad. But this is where I get to what I'm seeing online. That's what rook. That's every rookie quarterback in the history of rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> like I, I don't like. Did you got like? That's yeah. my problem. Is like if you are this negative on Justin Fields, you legitimately thought he was going to come in here and turn this team around and be like make us a playoff contender. Like what were you expecting out of a rookie quarterback? Cause everything that I'm seeing out of a rookie quarterback has been phenomenal. The only thing that's been unacceptable to me and I hope he cleans it up is the fumbles. It was the same thing. Same way I felt about Jay Cutler. I'll live with the picks cause you're, cause you're a gunslinger. I, you can't fumble when you get hit. That's the one where I draw the line. I don't care if you're a rookie or a 15 year vet. That's something he has to clean up. But again, everything else I've seen more positives than negative. I mean, you, you look at just this game besides the fumbles. Those were bad. He um he went 22 of 32. I tweeted this. He went 22 of 32 with about four four drops, maybe five, depending on if they deemed it like a catchable ball, against a really good defense. Like he, a touchdown was dropped, first downs were dropped that would have kept drives alive that would have gave him even more. Like he's getting no help at all. I've seen so much more good than bad out of this kid. He's just suffering from what all rookies suffer from. They're playing the best defense that they've ever had in their life because they've never played in the NFL before. Like. This is, this is, and he's doing it while no one's doing him any sort of favors. Like yeah. this stretch, this stretch has looked better to me than anything that Mitch has done just from the eye test. Forget the, I don't care what the stats tell you. This kid has looked really good, especially for a rookie. <laughs> I, I saw people throwing out the, the five games comparison between Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields and be like, well, see, it's like, guys, come on. <laughs> what, but no, what but you know what though? Let me, let, that, that hold is on. Also, Oh, yeah. right. I, no, no, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. 
that that is a dumb comparison as well because Mitch's rookie year he was running he was playing behind a really good offensive line with John yeah. Fox and they ran the ball a fuck ton with Jordan Howard like they supported a rookie quarterback like you're supposed to yeah like say what you will about John Fox had he stood I think Mitch probably would have wound up being developed better than what Matt Nagy did with him yeah yeah and and that that is what I was gonna say to to your point the game is fast but I I Again, we're, we're right back to what we were talking about literally last year before the draft. We don't know if Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. We don't know if this offense its the same questions that we were asking ourselves for years, Frank, where it's just like, if you're good, be good. If you're bad, be bad. But again, we're caught in this like, well, is Justin Fields good? We're not sure. It's five games. We should know at least a little bit more. I think you and I have both come to the conclusion that he will be good. As long as they get him a a support system that works, because when you say the game is slow, I agree with you uh, or the game is too fast for him. I I agree with you. There are certain times where he's. But. What makes me not concerned is when you see the play from the other angles, from the replays, when you see a right tackle just getting absolutely manhandled and having no time to throw. I don't get how people are saying, well, he's holding the ball to the play just started. Yeah. He's just getting into like the third step of his seven step drop. Relax. Yeah. And, and then and the yard, the separation yards aren't they, there. I was, I was just going to say that you look at it and you look at the, uh, the other angle to the replay. It's like, you know, where, where Tony Romo's like, all right, let's take a look to see where he was going with this ball. And you're like, well, he can't go to Mooney because he's covered. He can't go to yeah. Allen Robinson because he's covered. Can't go to Cole Komet. He's like, he, he really doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball. And people take that as like, well, he fucking sucks. It's like, no, yeah. guys. Like, I, 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 Frank, one thing I will say, you, you, one thing we have to remember is as much as you and I understand how rookie quarterbacks operate, Bears fans... And I'm just talking people who just watch the Bears. They don't watch Red Zone. They don't really follow the team all that much. They just, you know, they see the Bears are playing on CBS at 3 o'clock, and they're like, all right, got the Bears game today. You know, they're wearing the Dick jerseys and all that good stuff. They don't really follow the team a whole lot. This is like the second time they've had to watch, they've been able to watch a quarterback like drafted and developed and like hope to be, you know, the savior of the franchise. I guess third time if you count Rex Grossman, but like, this is they haven't had this much experience watching young yep. quarterbacks play. Like I've seen it with yeah, and I know you have, but I'm just taking it from a personal approach. I've seen Andrew Luck and his and his career come like the complete full way through. I've seen every single game. He he struggled as a rookie. It happens. This is the best defenses that they're playing, regardless of who's on the other side. Yep. But. A stat that you and I both literally shared to each other within, I think, seconds. Like, it was like was 20 seconds, yeah. Funny. Yeah, it was uh, in 2020, Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles finished fourth and fifth, respectively, in the percentage of passes thrown into tight coverage. In 2021, Justin Fields is currently second in that stat. Yeah. So what does that tell you? That tells you that no one is open. Yeah. <laughs> they just throwing the ball because they have to. Now, I think one of the biggest differences is last year where Mitch and and Nick Foles, they had an outlet. They had Allen Robinson. They could throw it up to him and he could get it. Justin Fields doesn't have that because Allen Robinson isn't doing his job either. He's just not doing his job. 
And the last thing I want to say, and then I'll, I'll give you a chance to, to you know, respond to it if, if you want to, is Justin Fields, what, what does not concern me about his play is after the game, he'll tell you yep. from start to finish what he saw, why he did it, saying this is the offense, this is what I'm told to do. I threw a pick because the, the voice in the headset was telling me 12 men, 12 men, 12 men, throw the ball. So he threw it up. He took a shot. That's what you're yep. supposed to do. But it's not that, that to me, it's not the same thing with Mitch where he's, you know, I got to look at the tape. I got to figure out what happened. I got, it was like almost a mini Matt Nagy clone where he's like, I got to figure yep. out the why Justin Fields is telling you it's the offense. It doesn't work. Yeah. And the stat that we just shared about them throwing into tight coverage, Justin Fields wasn't there last year. Yeah. It's the same offense. It's the offense, yep. guys. It and, doesn't uh, work. I, I think that puts that puts a bow really on everything because that was one of the things that I saw as well. People are like, I, he, he's just like Mitch. He can't read defenses. I don't think they watch other quarterbacks operate because I'm literally seeing when Justin Fields gets time. Again, he may hold the ball a little too long. The game's a little too fast for him. His, his decision-making isn't top-notch just yet. But I'm seeing him go through his progressions. I've never, I never saw Mitch go through his progressions ever. It was one, one thing in panic, and 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 that was it. When they tried to get him to sit in the pocket to go through the progressions, then it was like one read and and like extreme panic. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't anything. Like he, the kid knows what he's seeing. It just, but again, that that's what rookies do. It they they have to get adjusted to the speed. And that's why I'm not concerned either. Um, and. You know, and that's why I said it sort of puts a bow on it because, and we've said this, and I'm going to continue to say this when when we talk about it, no matter how repetitive it gets, this year should have never been about wins. This year should have been all about Justin Fields the second they traded up and Roger Goodell said his his name was going to be drafted by the Chicago Bears. It should have been all about him. He should have been getting reps since day one with the ones. Every game plan should have been catered to what he does well, and then you build off that. But this this whole staff is incompetent. The, the the front office that should have been forcing them to do that is incompetent. I, it, it's it's that's what should have happened. We're seeing every everyone else do it outside of San Francisco. We're seeing yeah. every Mac Jones immediately, Trevor Lawrence immediately, Zach Wilson immediately. They're immediately doing these things, and the Bears just didn't. So I'm ready for the Week Eight picks, Jack. Yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and get to that right now. Um, Thursday night game was shaping up to be a good one before <laughs> before COVID I'm really hit. yeah I'm I know I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh Green Bay at Arizona. Uh Arizona still uh still undefeated, Frank. Um I don't know how much longer it will will last, but I'm I, I think it'll last one more week. What do you think? I'm going to I'm going Cardinals this one. How I you? think so too. Before all the COVID stuff, I was gonna pick the Packers, but I I I can't how do you with Devontae out, Alan Lazard, I mean that's tough. That Cardinals defense is really good too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got to go Cardinals there and shout out to AJ Green. I don't think he's he's talked about enough and gotten enough respect. Well. He's been he's been really good. I and don't then, I I will not shout him out, though, because I have DeAndre Hopkins stock and he's really fucking taking targets away from my guy. <laughs> and I don't like it. Him and Rondale Moore. Sprain your, ankle. Things Sprain your yeah. ankle a week or two is all I'm asking. Don't get hurt too long. Just, <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing career ending at least. Get, yeah. A chipped a chipped toenail. Yeah. Sit out something. a couple plays. Yeah. Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, Frank Carolina starting to slide back a little bit. Uh, we both, I think, we both had them lose it, uh, beating the Giants, but uh, that that did not happen. So yeah. uh, Sam Darnold actually benched for PJ Walker. So uh, Frank, who, who are you going in this one? 
I'm going with Atlanta, man. They've looked really good. The Panthers are on the opposite side of that. I, I, I'm going Atlanta probably in blowout fashion. I, I mean, the defense hadn't looked bad. The offense is humming. Panthers look bad, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Atlanta as well. Um, Frank, I don't know if either of us really talked about. I don't know if we mentioned it. Maybe you did, but if, if we didn't in our fantasy episode disappointments, we were talking about Mike Davis. If we didn't mention oh. him, he, <laughs> he should he should definitely be up there. Uh, Frank. Tennessee at Indianapolis, you win against the Colts last week. How stupid did you feel after that game ended? I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't feel all that dumb. That, that that rain was like, there has to be a point in the NFL where you just like delay again. That was fucking insane. Yeah. Like the whole first half was just pass interference calls for both teams. Like they, it, <laughs> there was no complete. It was just, let's toss it. The defender's going to slip and fall into the receiver. We're gaining 30. <laughs> when that they, was an ugly game for the first three quarters. When they, when they announced like, it was like that, it was like, yeah, it's like this weather event that only, you know, it's, it hasn't happened in like 10 years. And it's like, the gra- it's like a grade one through five and they're like it's they're calling it a four or a five and I'm like <laughs> and I, I like I, I took a right before the game started I, I I took this like parlay that had it was like the over passing yards for Garoppolo and Wentz and then touchdowns by Debo and, and Jonathan Taylor and I saw the news about the rain and I'm like fuck yeah, <laughs> it got awful. close. I, I got, I yeah, got yeah. close to it. I got close to it but it did not hit. So again um, I, and I'm not saying that's why the Colts won. I'm just saying like yeah. For me, I couldn't Ugly. really take anything Ugly. away. It's it's tough. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you supposed to do for three quarters when you're playing in a hurricane? It's it's. <laughs> uh, so that being said, you know Tennessee, we 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 disrespected them last week. We we went with the Kansas City Chiefs. I you know was questioning that. You know we we decided to stick with our guns here. Frank, who's winning this game? Tennessee, Indy. What are you thinking? I'm going. I'm going Tennessee, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a hard fought win here. I mean, t- Tennessee's defense is 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 on the uh, is on the upswing. The Colts' defense hasn't really looked awful, but they they haven't been last year's defense. I think it's going to be like a surprisingly lower score game uh, that like Derrick Henry sort of takes over in the second half. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts in this one. Uh, I'm 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 betting on the quarterback. I'm betting on. Um, I'm, I'm, betting betting Carson on, Wentz. I'm betting on a better coaching staff. I, I am. I am. Well, that's like, fair. That's fair. I, I, I saw what, you know, I, I know what you're saying about Carson Wentz. And, and you know, there there was that one play that, you know, they called an, a fumble. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the luckiest, I mean, that's him, the luckiest there, thing. There, there were drives at a time where him and Jimmy G literally couldn't. They didn't have a grip on the football. They couldn't yeah. throw the football. But there were those plays that where he ran the ball uh, where I was like, Oh my God, please slide, please slide where he'd get those extra yards. And you're like, ah, fuck it. I'll take it. Go get those yards. Um, but I mean, you know, we saw the plays that he he's at, it's, it's at the point where he now fully, I think has built that relationship with Michael Pittman and Michael Pittman is becoming a legit wide receiver one. Um, what I will say on the, on the Titans side is AJ Brown. You know, I, I think he's starting to, to figure it out a little bit more. Um, I just like the Colts at home. I, I, I just think the Titans to me are not that good. I, I know they beat the, the Bills and I know they beat the Chiefs, but I just don't I just don't They probably beat it. the two best quarterbacks in the league, but I'm putting my money on Carson Wentz, baby. Yeah, give me, give I love me fucking it. that's that's Carson Wentz is like the, the wild card of all of this. You got, you know, you got your two elite quarterbacks, Carson Wentz 
going to go back out there and prove you fucking wrong, Frank. He's going to listen to this podcast we'll see. We'll see. and be like, I'm proving Frank fucking wrong. Give me the Colts. Uh, Miami at Buffalo, a game we do not have to spend a whole lot of time no, talking. Frank. Going, give me, give me both. Buffalo. Yeah, come on. What are we? Doing? Another game we don't have to talk a lot about. Cincinnati at the Jets. <laughs> Frank We're Cincinnati. Going. We fucking disrespected him again last week, and they just come out to play. No, Jamar but Chase. you know what though? Our our logic is sound because now I have faith in picking them against really good teams because mm-hmm. that that was that was our thing when it came to it the Bills. Yeah. You got to prove it to me. At a certain point, we've seen this before. We've seen you look solid and then sort of shit the bed when it's time to really put your big boy pants on. They put the big boy pants on. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, that spin move he put on to turn into a touchdown was one of the it, – it, it's – dude, he's legit, man. I, Insane. I can't believe I, – I cannot believe he's the same guy that I've, that we were talking about in the preseason, like just drop after drop. It, it's, it's honestly quite a remarkable turnaround. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the Jets' side – they obviously lose Zach Wilson and trade for Joe Flacco where that's an upgrade. Know, it <laughs> come on now. I know an upgrade don't, when don't I see a hater. Guy. Don't be hating the guy who's hurt. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Frank, I'm going Pittsburgh in this one. And I really don't feel <laughs> all that good. I went Pittsburgh it. as well. And I didn't feel good about it. I just, and this like, is, it's, this is going to be in uh, this is, I mean, Matt Nagy's going to be home from COVID, and he's going to be sitting at home fucking loving it. It's going to be ugly. He's going to be ugly. watching tape. He's watching 1940s. Tape yeah. <laughs> this is where it lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give, give us both Pittsburgh there. Uh, Philadelphia at Detroit. Frank, picking an upset here? I told you I was going to pick the Lions eventually because I'm rooting for them to get one win. This is the week right here. Yep. Yep. Lions over Eagles. Th- yep. th- this is, the, as a matter of fact, Put money down on it. Do it because it's going to happen. Because the Lions, here's the thing, dude. The Lions are 0-7 and they're more fun to watch than the Bears. That's fucking depressing. That game was fun as hell to watch against the Rams. I watched that whole thing. That was great. Yeah. Fake yeah. punts. Fourth down conversions. Fucking onside kicks. You know, you know what? I, I, that, Matt, can I, I asked you this a couple weeks ago. I asked you if if you'd rather have Dan Campbell or Matt Nagy as your head coach. And I was I was like I was like half kidding at the time. But that what he was doing in that game, playing the he's like he basically said, fuck it. We're on the road, we're playing the Rams. It's one of the best teams in football, if not the best team. We're gonna win this fucking game. I'm gonna yeah. do what I can. Fake yeah. punts, onside kicks, literally second like second kickoff of the game. Like, yeah, give me that. Play with some fucking yeah, well, that, confidence. That's the whole point. I mean, e- even before we really jumped off of the Matt Nagy train of like, he's not a genius. He doesn't know what he's doing. The very Our very first criticism, Jack, and this may be even before we started a podcast, we were like, he's he for as good as he is, and this is when we thought he was good at calling plays and things like, again, so bear with me, but it was like, for as good as he is with the offense, he plays, he, he's calling, he, it's so conservative. Like he's playing, like he's like, he, he puts it too much on the defense, like step on somebody's throat. And it's like, you know, obviously it, it, things have unraveled and, and we are where we are now, but like, give me that all day. Give me that yep. every single week o- o- over what we've had to deal with, even with like, cause people all oh, keep pointing it's two playoff, two playoff appearances in three years and this and that. It's like, I don't care. It wasn't watchable, man. That's boring. It's ugly. Yeah. Get, yeah. Give me that. Try and I'll win a game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, play, exactly. play to win. Yeah. I think, I think Detroit, I think they're getting their first win this week. Uh, the Rams at Houston, uh, Frank, Come on. No, no, Any upset here? No, <laughs> nope. absolutely okay. not. All right, Rams it is. Uh all right. San Francisco at the Bears. Uh this is the, the this is a noon game. Thank 
thank God. Thank God that people will just smile down upon us and just let us get our day over with. Okay. Let us be done by three o'clock. I don't have to worry about waiting for the bears game or anything like that. Uh, that being said, Frank, I, I spoiled it in our, in our fantasy podcast. I'm going with the bears. I'm going with the bears. This is, this feels like one of those bounce back games. San Francisco just is not, they're just not good. They're just not that good of a team. And I know last week, like you said, against the Colts really doesn't tell you a whole lot. I just, I don't get it, man. Like San Francisco looks like a team that should be putting up points, but they're just relying on Debo Samuels to make their offense happen. And I know Elijah Mitchell's good, but I, I think this Bears defense is is capable of of bouncing back from a rough game. They're not going to have the short field that that the Bears were giving the Bucks all day long. So I, I, I don't think that happens. I think the Bears are going to win this game. I, I think Justin Fields, I think this may be his best game of the season. I think this is it. Does, uh, d- did Nick Bosa like die? Did I miss the new, I was, that's what I was doing. If you didn't see me, I was reading, I was just Googling like make sure he was still alive and kicking. Cause the Niners are going to beat the shit out of the Bears. I, I, I'm not <laughs> picking, I, I, as long as they have a pat, one singular, they can literally just line him up and just they would one, have no just idea. One just, just one, one guy drop track. everyone else in coverage because we we had fucking Latavius Murray on an island, a guy who shouldn't have been starting one, but then two gave him absolutely zero help. My thing is this thing: if you just want to see what a guy's got, throw him out there one play. The second you see him beat that way, why don't we make adjustments? Why don't we say, hey? Alex Barr, maybe he's not out there. Maybe we just put him in as the sixth lineman. Why, why don't we chip him with Jimmy Graham? We don't do anything like that, dude. He he may get six sacks this game against Chicago Bears. So my my only hope that it doesn't happen is that Justin Fields becomes a one-read quarterback for this week, and he just decides to, to, to run a little bit more. You know, Frank, there, there is something that, that needs to be discussed, uh, that the trade deadline is coming up uh, pretty quickly here. It's unbelievable. We're already at the halfway point, but... One thing I, I did see last week is, you know, Khalil Mack, again, without Robert Quinn in the lineup, was ineffective. Did nothing in that game. Yeah, you got to trade anyone you can right now. I, I You got to trade Allen Robinson, get what you can. Well, uh, I think, you got- so, but, but A-Rob, though, and I, I still get confused about this shit, so, you know, I've been called dumb before about it, but wouldn't we get a, a comp, a comp, what is it, a, compen- a compensatory pick if he just yeah. walks? yeah. You, you could, but it's only going to be like, you know, it, it might be only like a fourth or fifth round compensatory. Are we going to get any, are we going to get anything more than that though in a trade? Do you think? I think you can. I think okay. you could okay. trade deadline. Uh, not a lot of receivers get traded. So I, I'm curious to see what a team would be willing to give up for a guy like Allen Robinson, a, a team that maybe is a little bit thinner or dealing with some injuries of some sort. Send him to um, the Colts. No, no, thanks. They already have Allen Robinson. All right. They have a oh, better... Yeah. Younger, more athletic. Send him to the Patriots. Oh, God. Man, Jacoby Myers is one of the most frustrating fantasy players, like, ever. Like, he'll put up solid numbers. He just doesn't get in the end zone. He literally has yeah. never scored a touchdown. Yeah. It's crazy. But um, I, I'm go- I mean, I'm, I'm going Niners. I, I just can't. I know they haven't looked great. It's really tough for me in good faith to pick the Bears. But bias me wants to say because what I from again what I've seen from Justin Fields has been a lot more positive than negative from a rookie quarterback. Yeah. It's like this can be the one, but it's like, I mean, our Jason Pierre-Paul isn't Jason Pierre-Paul with ten fingers anymore, man. Like he's not that good, and we're making these guys look like they are 
in their prime, dude. Like it, it's this is. I, I I will say I I will say this. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but this is the worst, maybe second worst defense that he started against Justin Fields. He played the he started against the Browns, the Raiders, the Packers, like well, and, the, well, and, the, and the Bengals. The Bengals weren't clicking just yet like that on defense. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah this is probably yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's well, played he, tough defenses. He didn't start against the Lions, did he? Came into that game? No, he, that, came in, he came into the Bengals game. The Bengals game. That's right. So he did start against the Lions. Okay, so yeah. the Lions, you know, not maybe maybe they're technically the, the worst defense he's played. But he hasn't played a lot of bad. Second. He hasn't played a lot of bad defenses. Like, yeah. I, 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 the, the 49ers, they, they, they're thin in the secondary. But again, Frank, that's what they'd expect you to do. But he's not, he's not going to be there. That's a good point. So let's see. Well, he'll be there. He'll be in that headset. You know, he'll be from home, just sitting he just there. He hacks in. He ha- yeah. he hacks in with his ADT. With his with his uh, McDonald's with his McDonald's <laughs> access that he's got. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. I don't want to talk about the Bears anymore. I don't either. Uh, New England at the Chargers. Uh, Frank Mac Jones, obviously his his best game of his career so far is very young career was against the Jets. Do you buy him in the upset against the Chargers? Nah, I'm going. I'm going Chargers here. I don't yeah, think I'm, the Pats. I don't think the Pats have. An, I mean, they're gonna have to make it an ugly game, but I think the Chargers defense is better than theirs too. It's yeah. I'm it's I'm going Chargers as well. Um, for those people who are just so excited about Mac Jones, there is one. There are two things I'd like to remind you. Number one, Mac Jones does not have a very high ceiling. He has a very high floor. We agreed. Yep. We that's we've said that from the jump. Yep. Second. He's being coached by the greatest head coach of all time. Let's yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. And a really good – I know people have their gripes with McDaniels, but he's an extremely good play caller. Like, that's the one thing he does well. Um, and, and with that, yeah, that's – people are like, yeah, look, look what Mac Jones is doing compared to, to Justin Fields. And it's like we sat on this podcast when we were ranking him and saying he's going to come in and look the best immediately. Yeah. But it's it's that's because his floor is very high. I don't think he's going to get much better than what he's going to do this year and next year. Like, this is kind of who he is, which isn't a bad thing. It's not, you know – I think he, that fits what the Patriots want 100%. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, uh, let's keep uh, moving on. Uh, Jacksonville at Seattle. Um, <laughs> Frank, give, give me some help here. I, 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 I've been kind of going back and forth on this one. I settled on Jacksonville. Do I feel com- Should I feel good about that? I, of the picks that I'm not confident about, I'm the most confident about that one, and I'm going Jacksonville as well. I mean, Seattle is just in shambles right now. Without Russ, defense looks bad. And not for nothing, Trevor Lawrence has made some good strides, man. I mean, he, he he's progressing like a rookie quarterback who has been invested in since day one, like Justin Fields should have been. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be – I think this could maybe be his best game. He's playing a really bad secondary and, and a yeah. team that doesn't really have a pass rush either. Yeah, and, and Geno Smith, he's – you know, give give Geno Smith credit. He he's he's not looking as Geno Smith as as we thought he would. I think maybe that just has more to say about the Jets than it does about him. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Frank, we're both going Tampa here, correct? Yeah, I mean the Saints. What are they five and two? They they they. The way I feel about the Giants, how they don't look as bad as their record. The Saints don't look as good as they're. They look. That's an ugly team, man. Yeah. Yeah, they they are ugly, and Jameis still just makes some of these just mind blowing mistakes where it's just like, man, 
You heard it but on then, the Manning pod on Manning Cat. Would you just watch the Manning Cat? Give it a shot. I watched Frank. it. I watched it. I enjoyed did, it. I, well, did, I didn't watch the whole thing because I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched like when I did watch it, I was watching that. I really I thoroughly enjoyed it. Were you watching? Did you watch the, the Marshawn Lynch? I saw the clips anime. afterwards. It was it was great. God damn. That is absolutely Marshawn awesome. Lynch is is the greatest human being to ever walk the earth. Imagine being mad about Marshawn Lynch saying, "Man, what the fuck on the Manning on Manning cast on ESPN too." Like, come on! Like, you know what? You're anyone who signed off on having Marshawn Lynch invited onto like a more open platform like that. Like, come on! You know yeah. what you're getting into, and pe- people, ke- anyone who watches anything on the internet has seen as has heard language yeah. worse than that. Like, I, I throw the really, fuck up. I dislike when people treat curse words like it's the worst thing they've ever heard. Like. Yeah. It's a word, dude. Like, grow the fuck up. It's it's not like I, I hate that when people had that sentiment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, that being said, let's let's keep moving here because uh, we got some really kind of ugly games to get to. Washington and Denver, or Washington at Denver, I should say. Uh, Frank, I went I went Denver just because of this quote unquote home field advantage. I know there's numbers suggesting that those numbers don't really add up. Uh, the, the road teams are like have a winning record right now, but if there is a team that has home field advantage, just based on where they play, it's, it's the Denver Broncos. So I'm going Denver, but I don't feel all that great about it. I'm going with Washington. Yeah. I'm going with Taylor Heineke. Shout out to Jay Moxie, Moxie, Moxie. Moxie, baby. (laughs) We're going with the Moxie. He's got some cojones on him. I think, you know what though? I I think this may be like a sneaky high scoring game. Really? I do. Denver's defense has not been that great this no. year. No, no. And, and, and everyone's pointing to, like, maybe Pace was right. Kyle Fuller has, like, a 49. He hasn't been great and been good this year. But it's like, to me, he got traded or he got released very last minute. He's a human being who had to move his whole life very last minute to a whole different place. Like, I don't think – I think we can see really see what we know. Like if if he is washed and, and Pace made the right decision next year, you can't I, I can't call it this year. But they have they've been bad. It's not bad. They've been below average. To yeah, what Vic, you think they would be? Vic is probably going to be shown the door after this season. I think. I bring think him back. Bring him back. You you make you make him the head coach. Sean decide the defensive coordinator. Get me someone who can call plays, baby. I, I wouldn't. Uh... I, I, I don't know if I'd hate that, but I don't know if I'd want Vic Fangio as my head coach, if I'm being 100% honest with you, Frank. Uh, just bring back the coach. Yeah, That's what we need, Jack. Bring him back as like a defensive assistant. There you go. Uh, Dallas at Minnesota as our Sunday night game. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going Dallas. I feel good about Dallas. I would recommend taking the over for this game. I think this oh, is 100%. a scoring affair. Yeah. And whoever you, if you have Justin Jefferson, if you have Adam Thielen, if you have CeeDee Lamb, if you have Amari Cooper, you start every single one of them. Even if they're both on the same exact, like if you have both Dallas receivers, you start both of them this week. Like you don't (laughs) pick between them. You just throw them in there. And the same thing with Thielen and Jefferson. And start Trayvon Diggs because he'll, he'll, he'll get you some points as well. Dude, someone had, someone (laughs) made a meme that said Trayvon Diggs is just Jameis Winston on the defense. And it's so true. (laughs) He either gets fucking absolutely burned. Or he just makes the most insane yeah. interception that you've ever seen in your life. It's the greatest shit in the world. That's a good comp. That's a good comp for him. Very good. Uh, then our 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 Monday night game, which I don't know who made this <laughs> the Monday night game. 
uh, the New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. Frank, I was determined not to pick the Chiefs again because I think we've cr- we've created some juju, some bad juju there. But, but that being said, give me the Chiefs all day long. Right? Yeah, it's it, that's so funny that you had that thought because I did the exact same thing. I said, you know what? Maybe we're a little bit of bad luck. I I, I don't know. Like I know the Bears schedule. I don't know everyone else's. So until yeah. I'm like making my picks, I see who they're gonna play, and I'm like. You know, if they're playing someone solid, I'm just going to go against great. You can't. Our rules over. And I'm, like, I'm looking at it. Like, okay. Oh, they're playing the Giants. There's no yeah, shot. The <laughs> <laughs> There's no shot. Yeah. I'm picking. Maybe that'll that'll remain next week. But for for this one, we're going with the Chiefs. I'll tell you this, Frank. I'll tell you this. The Giants could win this game. I'm 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 just saying it. They could. They're, they're catching. They're catching the Chiefs at a, at a good time. Daniel Jones has been playing pretty pretty well, you know, looking like a wide receiver one out there, catching the one-handed grab. That being said, if the, the if the Chiefs do not win this game, they're right, finished this year. They're, they're, this they're year done. is over. This yeah. year is over. Especially because the AFC, if they were in the NFC, it'd be a little bit different. The where there's gonna be that the bottom seed or seeds for the NFC is gonna be fucking gross. But the AFC is not that way. Like they're already behind the eight ball. Even if they win this game, they miss the playoffs. Like that's they're very behind the eight ball in the NFC or in the AFC. Yeah, they they got to get things turned around fast. This seems like a good game yeah. to do it. And uh, so, last thing for me before we get out of here, Jack. Anyone who's going nuts, like still, which you shouldn't be. I can't believe we passed on on uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, fuck it. This is what Patrick Mahomes would have been under Bears leadership. <laughs> I just want to say that, and then, then I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's the, that's the biggest issue. And I think that is the biggest detriment to this Bears team and, and why this this regime can go. It's it's simply because they they, they cannot develop players. They, they just don't develop guys into being good players. They, they kind of bring guys in who are already good. Like they just don't. How, how many blue chip players do they have that they've developed? It's, yeah. it's kind of similar to to what the Cubs did, where they had, like, they didn't really develop guys. Like, they drafted Chris Bryant, who they knew was going to be a good player. Like, there aren't a whole lot of guys that the Bears have drafted and developed into being really good players. Like, yep. Roquan Smith, he's a first-round pick. Sure, you could make an argument that they developed him, but I don't really think. Yeah, there but was defense a whole lot is there. There, we're a defensive organization. We've developed quite a few. Charles Tillman, Lance Briggs. Was a, that I don't even count that at this point. That's to be expected. That's just what they do. Offensively, we've developed nobody. Yeah, that's that's my point. Is that yeah. they just there's no blue chip players that you've developed into being good, and so I'm I'm concerned about you know I I, I don't think. Like I said, we've we've talked about this, and we'll, and you know this will be we we've put it out there before. We didn't want them necessarily to draft Patrick Mahomes to be this game changing franchise quarterback because if he if everyone knew what he was, Miles Garrett doesn't go number one overall. The Browns take Patrick Mahomes. Yep. We wanted them to draft Deshaun Watson. That it was really that simple. It it was never Mitch Trubisky or Patrick Mahomes. It was just. That that just was never going to happen. Let's just call yeah. it what it was. But, yeah, I mean the Chiefs were the only ones that yeah. saw that. Yeah, and 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 so that being said, um, you know we will get out of here. We'll let you guys go. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it as always. Um, 
you know, hopefully the Bears can provide some entertainment, I guess. I just want to see some entertaining football on, on Sunday. That's all I really want. I think that's all any of us want. So hopefully we get that. But until next week, we'll talk to you guys. Frank, go, go, go Bears. Yeah. God damn. Later, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>